Green. Are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. This is Birds 365. Hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. And here we go, here we go! Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50-plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack and join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go! Let's go! 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 And a good Monday morning, Birds 365 fans. You got your Mac and Mac guys. Jody McDonald and John McMullen here with you on Birds 365 after a bird full weekend. Lots of Eagles stuff to break down, Johnny Mac, including an Eagles preseason win. How about that? They got a W, Johnny Mac. Now, all they do is win, Jody. They win joint practices. They win preseason games. Win, win, win. Win. Yep. Win, win. By the way, I... except hold on, let me just point out they lost to the Jets last That's week. True. You know that, right? Well, you know, the final yeah. score was Jets on top, not the. That's right, because they had the better third and fourth string quarterback. Uh, so did Cleveland, but uh, they made a big play. They finally let Devin Allen run by somebody, so that was fun. Um, I've been waiting for it all summer. I was like, when are they, they going to let the kid run? And they finally let him run by somebody, and it was pretty, pretty spectacular. You see what speed can do, but yeah, man, I'm ready for the regular season, Jody. Oof, I am ready. Come on, you got wait, 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 wait. We got a whole week of this to nah, go. Joint I know. This is a game I against know. the Dolphins that doesn't count for anything. You can't jettison ahead. Dude. I want to jettison ahead. I want to, but I'm not king of the world. If I was, I would jettison ahead. Yeah. I'm at that point of the preseason where I'm like, really? We're still doing this? Uh, but, you know, it's a necessary evil. Uh, Eagles got some good work done in the Cleveland area. That's what it was about, not about winning or losing. Um, and I think they accomplished what they wanted to accomplish. And, you know, you're right. We got one more of these, and then uh, we can at least start focusing on week one of the regular season. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this is you, – you, you get some hints about – and that was my nitpick with Xander Kraus yesterday when we did the, the pregames and the postgame shows. There's not much, but, you know, I got a nitpick about something. I, I'm not in love with the schemes on this team. I, I am not in love either side of the football. Now – you know, the RPO stuff, that's what they do well. I get it. Um, everybody's using the same damn scheme on defense in this league. Everybody. And I start to ask myself, well, if everybody's doing the same damn thing, it comes down to who does it best. It's right. not like, where's the innovation? Where's the, 
as Howie Roseman would say, the zigging when everybody else is zagging. I, I that that part bothers me a little bit. But this team's really talented. They are talented, and they're going to win games on talent. Uh, I think is where we are with the Eagles. They have a very very talented roster. And here's the one thing we don't know about schemes. The offensive scheme is the offensive scheme, and the defensive scheme is the defensive scheme. Ooh, that's deep insight right there, Joe. Um, <laughs> how how much are both the offense and the defense keeping under wraps? Mm. Is this scheme as vanilla as it seems to be in the preseason games? Now, uh, neither you nor I were there on the uh, joint practices on, on Friday, uh, Thursday and Friday. And maybe they showed a little bit more there because you do want to get it's great to break it down on a, a whiteboard and show film. But it, I think you do need to go out and actually practice it a little bit to be able to run it once the regular season starts. But nobody in the NFL seems to be doing that these days. So maybe just maybe maybe I'm too optimistic here that we haven't seen them unveil what their scheme's going to look like. Well, then. yeah, I, they're definitely not doing anything of any substance in a preseason game. For me, it's not the preseason game. For, and for me, it's not the defense because the defense is the defense and the defense is going to look the same. Big Fangio, blah, blah, blah. Um, odd, even man fronts toggle back and forth, run downs, pass downs. They're going to play cover two. They're going to play quarters coverage. They're going to try to disguise everything until the snap. Exact same thing half of the league is doing. That ain't changing. Offensively, obviously they're not showing anything. Now, we 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 know they were 32nd in the NFL with motion. We know that uh, Nick Sirianni says you oh, never – so that's what these. this is all about. You, you no, didn't get any motion in the preseason, no, and you're not, still bummed out no, that they were last in the league without, with motion no, last year. No, that's just one part of it. I'm going to – I'm going – I that's one part of okay. what I'm saying. All right, interrupt. RPO is RPO. Uh, I mean, it is what it is. I, they're going to use a lot of RPOs. That's not that's not even vanilla, chocolate, strawberry. It is what it is. That's their play action, right? Like everybody use Cleveland uses play action. You know, it's the Shanahan Kubiak offense. Um, so that is what it is. The the RPO part of it. And by the way, they should be using RPOs um, with Jalen Hurts as the quarterback. And and by the way, Gardner Minshew deserves credit. Made a lot of good decisions out of those RPOs, you know, second team, blah, blah, blah. I just don't know where all this innovation, where there's room for this innovation. I think they're going to get better offensively because they have better players. And by better players, I mean better player. And A.J. Brown, who's this big domino who who makes everybody else fit into place. And he's just hard to cover. So, I mean, look, they're going to be running the same damn stuff. Maybe they run – an extra piece of motion to make people like me happy, but they're going to be running the same damn stuff. They just have a better group because of AJ Brown. I don't know. It's, it's but when Doug left and I'm, I'm, I'm above board. I, I don't think Doug should have been fired. I, I think Doug deserved uh, one more chance to turn it around, but we're, we're kind of spun that, well, we need more innovation. We need, and they got anything but. I mean, they're just they're just going along. So now this team is about talent. So when we talk, when we if you want to go, I want to 
fast forward to week one. If you want to fast forward all the way to week 18, this team's going to be about talent. They're going to out-talent people when they win. They're not going to out-scheme people because they're they're one of the crowd when it comes to that. All right. Uh, the only thing that surprises me about your stance today, Johnny Mac, is, and again, it's a preseason game. They're probably overly vanilla. We did not see their starting however many this side of Cam Jurgens on the offense uh, because they're overly protective about injuries. But uh, the guys that were in there did run the football right down the throats of the Cleveland Browns. Whoever they were uh, putting out there, whatever uh, individuals were tasked to do what they had to do, they did what John McMullen suggested last week with me here on Bird Street 65. They were better when they ran the football last year. Why the hell would they go away from that? That gave them their best chance to win last year and it'll give them their best chance to win again this year. Well, Jay Mack, that's what they did yesterday against the Browns. They ran it right down their throat the first two possessions. Well, they had the you best. Should be, you should be jumping for joy that the Philadelphia Eagles no, they, are still they, a run-first football and, team. And that's what they have, they, they have the best talent, right? They have the best second-team offensive line. I'm looking at that second-team offensive line and saying, well, boy, they could start for bottom five team in this league. That group, I mean, Cam Jurgens looks phenomenal. They're out talenting people, which, you know, and they'll do that with the first team offensive line. That's why they should do it. I'm just pointing out, and I said it was a nitpick because I got nothing else to do in the preseason, but nitpick because everything is vanilla. I'm just saying they're going to out talent people. They're not going to Bill Walsh people. They're not going to Sean McVay people. They're not going to Vic Fangio people when Vic Fangio, before everybody started copying Vic Fangio. They're not going to cover three people before everybody started copying cover three. They're not going to cover two people before everybody started copying Tony Dungy. That's what I'm saying. There's the there's the there's the Belichicks and the McBays and the Dungies and the and the Pete Carrolls and the Big Fangios who are ahead of the curve, and then everybody follows behind. That's all I'm saying. The Eagles. Follow behind. I, per, I, for, you know, Andy Reid, out of this conversation, Andy Reid was an innovator, uh, still is in many ways, even though um, he's got more experience than anybody this side of Belichick. Um, that's all I'm saying. That's my nitpick because I got nothing else to do in the preseason. I want to nitpick. that, A, you're uh, giving praise to uh, McVeigh who you oftentimes want to point out that all you have to do is be breathed on him. And, uh, oh, by the way, you've got yourself a head coaching. Well, that's true, but that's a, there's a reason for that. And, and Sean, by the way, Sean is honest. I give him, I, I give coaches who are honest, very credit. And he, he, I, I always say he calls his offense, the illusion of complexity. It looks complex, but it isn't complex. Um, but it fools the other team. That's, you know, that's the goal. Um, for the most part, if you're very disciplined, like Belichick, like Fangio, and you teach your players well, he struggles a little bit, um, which is why he wanted Big Fangio's defense. Um, however, uh, it, it, it's I, – I mean, that's what I was sold on, innovative young coaching. And you know I like JG personally. 
I, I was sold on innovative young coach. We need innovative young coaches. Well, I got young coaches. I, 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 you know, I, if you do the same thing as everybody else, that ain't innovation. That's all I'm saying. All right. And again, uh, we got a lot to get into here, but uh, I'm fascinated by your nitpicking stance. Who's the innovative young coach? They would. I, yeah, I know you're on record. I'm on record. I thought the trigger being pulled on Doug was a little premature. We know why it happened. It was more a personal thing than it was a coaching thing that Doug wanted to flex his muscles and Jeff Laurie wasn't going to have it with him keeping his staff together and elevating certain guys. Uh, so they did what they did. They moved on. Who was that young, oh, there uh, wasn't. innovative he, coach? He, he, I'm not saying Somebody that. had to coach Eagles last year, John. They had to go. When it when well, the decision was made down. that Doug Peterson wasn't going to be their coach, they had to f- hire somebody to be their new head coach and bring in their staff. I'm not Who saying they should have. preferred it I'm, to be? I, look, this is a league-wide problem. This is not an Eagles problem. Nick Sirianni was the best. I'm on record with that. He was the best rookie head coach. Um, I don't think it was a great class to be honest, to be blunt. Um, I'm not a big Arthur Smith fan. Um, not a big Robert Salapan, your guy to date at least. Um, not a big Brandon Staley fan. I mean, he, he's got some innovation in that he goes for it on fourth down like he's a high school coach. Um, so I guess you can call that innovation because everybody on Twitter likes when you go for it on fourth down. Um I guess that's something, but I mean, they wanted to talk to Staley. They wanted to, to, you know, it came down to McDaniels who I'm not a fan of or, or, or Sirianni. Um, So I don't, I don't have a problem. Although with Josh McDaniels, I'm not a fan because of the other stuff, not necessarily the scheme. I don't think he handles people. Well, I think that's a big part of it. And I think Nick does that tremendously well. And that's a big part of the job. I don't want to dismiss that. I'm not saying he's a bad coach. I'm just saying, and this, again, this is a league-wide problem. This stems from, I was watching San Francisco, Minnesota for a very short period of time because it's preseason football. But I wanted to watch because they played the day before the Eagles and Browns, and they had joint practices, and I wanted to see how the coaches handled it. Um, And I'm a big Kyle Shanahan fan, as you know. you know, and they sat 27 players each. Yeah, exactly. 27 players each. So they handled it the same way the Eagles and Browns did, which is no surprise, but I wanted to see it. And I also caught, because it was the, uh, you know, it's NFL Plus. So the game was in Minnesota. So they had the local Minnesota broadcast and they, they had Quezia Dopa Mensa, their new GM. Jody, he was talking about their defense which is Ed Donatel, who was the longtime defensive backs coach with Vic Fangio. You, he, it was like a script, him talking about that defense, the same way the Eagles talk about their defense. It was like a script. It was the same carbon copy. And I said to myself, what, what is going on in this league? And this is another guy, Quezzy, who's, who, who's portrayed as this, forward thinking, you know, new age general manager embraces all the analytics and the sports science. And he's doing the exact same thing as everybody else. I, 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 again, this is a league wide problem, but this is what started my nitpicking. Like 
And I even asked, I texted because I'm going to be writing a column on Jacob Sports at some time this week about this because I got the idea. So I said, texting my personnel executive. I, I, I said, is there a tipping point to this? Is there a tipping point? If everybody's running the same damn thing, and he went into this long diatribe, and I'll, I won't spoil the whole thing. It's more complex than the cover two, than the cover three. And there's more unique traits to it. But at the very end, Jody, he said, to your original point, yeah, there's going to be a tipping point. If everybody runs the same damn thing, there's going to be a tipping point to where, as, as we go back to Howie Roseman, the zigging is going to be more valuable than just going along with the crowd. That's where it all started. All right. We shall see. Um, I'm actually okay with everything you just said as far as the Eagles go for a very specific reason that you also said. When the majority of people are doing the same thing, and that's one of your knocks on the NFL, that everybody's playing the same guy, the few, the proud, those that zig when others zag, it's going to come down to talent. Yeah, exactly. And I like the Eagles talent so do I. on their 22 man starting roster. I like some of their backups too. Uh, the offensive line. Great. Uh, uh, Boston Scott looked damn good running the football. Kenny Gainwell who hasn't shown much during this preseason. Uh, came up pretty big yesterday, uh, running the ball effectively. Uh, the backup quarterback fine. Their backup defense, not so much specifically their backup secondary did not really impress me yesterday. Give Jaquaski Tard some credit for some hits. Blankenship played okay. All the backup young cornerbacks that they have, nobody really wowed me. Job made one play in the end zone. Give him credit for that. But Kerry Vincent and Saturay, no. Uh, they, they better stay healthy in the defensive backfield because I don't love their back. I just like their talent. So, so I'm okay with it. Even if it's not uh cutting edge or different or stepping outside of a comfort zone here's the only thing that eagle fans should care about john the end of the day did they win and yes they won 21 to 20 yesterday we know the final score means absolutely nothing because it's a preseason game but once the regular season starts are the eagles going to be able to win i say yes despite I their lack yes. of creativity because they got a talented roster that's well, the most important thing at the start of my diatribe, you, 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 I said when we get to week eighteen, they're going to win. A, they're going to win a lot of games because of their talent. Yeah, they're going to out, but they're going to out talent people. And very similar to last year, when they made the playoffs and nobody expected to them to, eventually they're going to run up against a team with more talent. And then what happens? Then I need. I need somebody to close that gap for me. They're not the most talented team, but they have a lot of talent. And they're going to out-talent a lot of teams. But they're going to hit somebody along the way in the playoffs, because I think they're going to make the playoffs, that's more talented. And then I need somebody to figure out how to close that gap. Maybe it happens. Maybe it happens. The bomb. One thing I gave Nick Sirianni credit for, last season was evolving, right? He started out, I got to yep. pass the ball, I got to pass the ball, I got to, and he changed. So maybe he can evolve. I'm just saying, as a whole, this look, looks like a follow the leader crowd. That's all I'm saying. He's McMullen, I'm McDonald. That makes it Mac and Mac Birds 365. We'll get our first guest of the day. I've got another Jay coming along, John Jody 
and Joe Santa Liquido doing some work for us on uh, Jacob Sports. Uh, you read him at Bleeding Green Nation and Philly Voice. He is the free agent football authority of the Delaware Valley. Joe Santa Liquido joins us next here on Birds Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. The glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero carbs, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Monday, Birds 365, you're on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Oh, do you see that smiling face of Joe Santa Liquido? There, if for no other reason, you need to hit that like button right now. You like the fact that he comes on wearing a hat. Neither McMullen and I wear hats. Santa Liquido uh, choosing the top wear. Uh, JS, uh, appreciate you coming on board. Another guy who comes on and got more color than us, McMullen. Yeah, everybody's got more color than me. Yeah, the pandemic hurt me hard. You know, when you're Irish and you're not going out for two years, <laughs> you're screwed. Uh, and I think Joe's oh, got, you guys. <laughs> I, I think Joe's got a little good uh, Italian in him that's yeah. going to help him with his color these days. 
Um, the color we care about here on Birch 365 is green, Mr. Lozantaquito. What have you seen out of the green-clad Eagles so far in this preseason that has you optimistic about this upcoming year? Everything. Everything. I, I really like a lot of things about these guys. Um, I like their depth. Uh, I, I think going in again, uh, we had concerns about the safety position. I still think there's some concerns there. But um, the, the, there's there's depth everywhere. And I, and I think that came out. That was evident yesterday. And uh, the way the Eagles played on Sunday against the Browns, um, uh, you, you can't help but be excited over Cam Jurgens and how well he played, uh, Gainwell and Scott, and the way those guys round the ball. Um, defensively, yeah, there's still some 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 things that need to be smoothed out. Um, I didn't like the way uh, the Kobe Dean got off blocks yesterday. Um, and, uh, but other than that, though, um, you know, I, I like everything about them. Yeah. You, you mentioned the depth really showed up on offense. Gardner Minshew mm-hmm. had a bad summer in practice. Maybe he's just not a practice guy because yeah. he looked very sharp yeah. running yeah. that RP off Boston. Scott looked great. Kenny Gainwell, mm-hmm. the backup offensive line, tremendous. The receivers were good. Maybe some issues at tight end. They don't have much behind okay. Dallas Goddard. But defensively, Joe, they were not great. Uh, Cleveland, people kind of forget, you know, the Eagles were going up and down the field. So was Cleveland. Okay. Now, maybe it was just the personality of the game. But I saw what you did. And it wasn't just N'Kobe. Um, It was Davion Taylor. Yeah, yeah, it, was, was. Um, it was Sean Bradley as well. Yeah. Um, Jordan Davis did not dominate. When Jordan Davis doesn't dominate, all of a sudden those linebackers, guys are getting the second level. That's an issue. I, you know, there's some depth, and Jody was talking about the secondary as well. You know, the starting cornerbacks, great, but the backups, you know, Josh Job, it looks like he's on track to make this team. Kerry Vincent, Mac McCain. Tay Gowan, they seem to all be taking a backseat. The safety position, <clears throat> they're back to Kayvon Wallace trying to be a backup safety. So I guess defensively, is there any sort of chinks in the armor? Or would you say, well, they're good when they have their first teamers out there? They're good when they have their first teamers out there. Uh, again, you brought up Taylor, who I believe is, is still learning the game. Uh, he did some decent things yesterday, but when he did the Olay, yeah, to uh, Dobbs running down the sideline, can't have that. And I believe it was that same series where he got caught inside on Dobbs's touchdown run. So you're seeing things that you'd like to think these guys can get away from. Again, uh, Taylor and Dean couldn't get off blocks. Um, uh, again, you're, you're looking for. Jordan Davis to do something. You're looking for him to cave in that that middle, and he, and he didn't. Um, some of the things that I heard out of Georgia about him, if there was some some flaws there, I mean, that was a little bit evident uh, against the Browns on Sunday. Um, my big thing is, I'll tell you what, John, I don't know if um, – uh, of course, the, uh, the Eagles don't want me sniffing around in the overcount complex. 
I don't know if it's maybe I'll 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 put you to this, John. Next time, maybe they they give uh, the uh, the availability for Jordan Davis. I am curious to know how much he weighs because again, that seemed to be a big thing with the folks in Georgia, not just Georgia. I got a chance to uh, speak to Jordan Davis's personal coaches outside of Georgia, and they also said that to them that was a big deal the weight the weight deal. Uh, if he's down to down there he goes down if he's down to 340 um they can get a lot of production out of him but it's just a matter of him getting down to that and building that endurance the other thing and again i'm, I'm going to nitpick here uh, i was nitpicking go, go well, for it. <laughs> but it looks as if um i mean cam jordan uh, cam jurgens looked great yesterday yeah, but 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 on that first drive uh, if you notice and you replay the game, and I'm the anal kind of guy that replays the game and nitpicks, he was breathing heavy, man. I mean, I, 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 I would like to think that Nick Sirianni is going to play him the whole game against Miami because he's uh, going to need that endurance. Well, well, well here's, uh, he's uh, maybe I'm old school with this, but he's going to need to build that endurance. And how oh, you build true. endurance is build endurance through the game, through playing the game. Yeah. No, you know, I agree with that. They're going to build know. endurance in week one. I mean, yeah. they're going to practice hard with Miami. But uh, as far as the starters go, you're right. I don't think it's a weight thing with Jordan. Jordan's about 340. That's what okay. he's at. But okay. and he doesn't look overweight at 340, as bizarre as that sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, it, he, I don't think the issue is weight. I think it's he's not used to playing a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Georgia was so talented, they just – put guys in waves, you know, mm-hmm. they didn't have to play him 60 yeah. snaps. So until you do that, you're not going to build up that conditioning to do it. And mm-hmm. I don't think this year the Eagles need it because they have Fletcher and they have Javon. Yeah. So they, they can afford to start him slow. But I mm-hmm. do think when he's not dominating and they played, a, well, they played a lot of 40 fronts against mm-hmm. Cleveland, he's better in the 30 fronts. Yeah. Um, I think that affects him as well. But you can see what those linebackers, and it was all of them. I'm not picking on one or the other. You're, you're absolutely right. When you you're don't keep right. blockers off those guys, they're not T.J. Edwards, and that's why T.J. is so important to this team, and that's why he's become a deference player who doesn't play and who sits. Um, the other thing, too, that got me is – Seeing Todd out on the field, I mean, this is a guy that's uh, yeah. a pretty vested pro. And correct me if I'm wrong, John, I saw him with the twos, and I think I saw him oh, yeah. with the threes, and I didn't see him making any plays. He was like the invisible man. Is there well, I got I, the, 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 the numbers Todd had are a up. couple of good hits yesterday. Yeah, he had a couple okay. decent hits. Jody's okay. right. 59 reps, the most of anybody on defense. 59 reps for Chikwaski tart. Well, he needed it. You're talking about building up tolerance, and I know he's been around the game before, but he missed an entire week with personal issues. He needed to build up. I thought they played him correctly yesterday. Well, I don't know if that's a good sign for a veteran player, though. That's that's a veteran player who hasn't played. He he, he missed time in camp. They're trying to give him a legit shot. Because, John, let's be honest, you and I both said last week, 
there's a chance he doesn't make the team. That's well, they want to give him a chance to show yeah. that he earned the, the, the free agent contract that they gave him, that there was a reason why they thought he could fit into their mix. And they gave him a chance by playing him the most snaps yesterday. That's exactly what I would have done if I were the Eagle coaching staff. Well, I guess my question, and Jody, Joe, you can both chime in, is did that were they giving him a chance or have they already made their decision? And is he the crash test dummy? Is are they going with Josiah Scott and Kayvon Wallace? Because one of the most interesting things pregame uh with Josiah Scott, he was a captain. It was Gardner Minshew for the offense, it was Sean Bradley for special teams, it was Josiah Scott for the defense. Maybe I'm reading into that, but that's a good sign for Josiah Scott to be the backup safety on this team. Yeah, I think I would would agree with that point. I just, again, it just made me wonder why, again, here's this guy that's played in NFL playoff games and here he's running with the twos and threes. And again, uh, your, your, your boots on the, on the ground there, John. Um, And the things that I I'm hearing from obviously respected people like yourself is that there is questions whether or not this guy makes the team, uh, and he was he was he was supposed to be relied on as someone that was going to bolster that that safety that safety area. Um, and, and, and Job, I, I liked some things he did, but he also there was one play I believe in the third quarter where he took a wrong angle and he got caught up. So uh, maybe that's just a case of him learning. Uh, the other thing too is it's looking as if, and again, John, your boots on the ground, so. Um, I see Jerkins actually starting uh, at center in the uh, in the opener. Uh, really, yeah. he's an opener against Detroit, and and physically, my God, I mean, he looked fantastic. Granted, he looked fantastic against the twos and threes of, of Cleveland, but I think I, I I think he's legit. I think the issue he's going to have is recognition. Uh, here's a guy that he's he's puppy dog. I mean, he, I think he just turned what twenty three yesterday. Great footwork. Uh, uh, he still needs to build his stamina, obviously, to that NFL level. But I think the biggest problem he's going to have, because everything is so bland during during training camp, is recognition. And and Dan Campbell's going to he's going to throw the works at them, and it's going to be up to, to Cam Jurgens to to read those looks and well, to see what's coming out. Now he's going to get a lot of help. There's a lot of help on that on that yeah. line with him. I think Kelsey's but, going to be there. I'm just saying, uh, okay. Joe, you, you're you're not suggesting. He's going to start, and Kelsey's Kelsey's going to be eligible to play. Are you? I'm suggesting maybe Kelsey may not be ready for the Lions. Okay, that that's why because yeah, that's what that's what that's what Kelsey's Kelsey ready to go. Like he's going to start, uh, and I'm going. Not if Kelsey's ready. Well, no, no, no. If Kelsey's ready, Kelsey's the anchor. He is the the, he's the master and commander. He was Um, banging uh, Spadaro on the head with the goofy guardian cap. His elbow looks fine. (laughs) I think he's going to be there. Plus, you know, Jason. Jason's going to. Even if he's not fine, he's going to tell everybody he's fine, and he's going to go yeah. out there. Oh, oh, he 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 play if he was missing a leg. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I think they are in very very capable hands with with Cam Jurgens. Oh, if anybody had a, if anybody had a great game yesterday, it was certainly him. Yeah, he first was play, man, unbelievable. Wow. Um, and I think there was one play was it might have been the Gainwell play where he sealed the inside and then. And then blocked the linebacker yeah. on the same play. So yeah. you gotta Which love is, a guy like that. Yeah. Um I think the biggest thing with this team 
and I'm going to go a little cliche here, but I think there is a such thing as I, I cover football at every level, the high school, college, and the pro level. And I think there is credence in the cliche of learning how to win. And this is an Eagles team that I still believe. I think they're very capable. I've said it on your air. I said it with the, the two of you guys a month ago when we were talking. I think this team's capable of winning a playoff game and reaching the divisional round of the NFC playoffs. I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but what I see here with, I mean, and you look around, you look around Tampa Bay with the situation of Brady. Um, you look at the situation with the Rams. Um, you know, you, you, you got a lot of instability and a lot of, a lot of prime teams, a lot of prime NFC teams. And the Eagles are looking like a young, pretty stable team. I, I think the only thing is, and I, and I take I take stock into this because again I, I I I see it at every level is just getting that big carte blanche victory. Uh, I think we go back to if you remember, I think it was a Thursday night, 2017, when the Eagles went down to beat Carolina, Carolina. Yeah. and that said something to these guys. I remember speaking to Brandon Brooks and Lane Johnson after that game. That told them, "Hey, listen, we thought we were pretty good." That convinced us that we are, um, and I think this team's going to need that. They're going to need that 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 victory, that one carte blanche win this season that throws in all the time. We know they are better than the mediocre teams. We know that already. They've established that from last year. But I think their biggest issue this year is again learning how to win. And and I think even for Nick Sirianni, uh is it is it one? They they beat one one team over five hundred last year and I believe that was the Saints and the Saints were playing with a backup in that game. Uh um, yeah they were so, down to their third, who, who third? It was Trevor Simeon, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's that's who they beat. And and again, like I said, I think there there's there's going to be some things there. To me, that's the biggest thing with this team is proving themselves and proving themselves to themselves and getting that signature victory to show and them I mean, basically to show them where they are. And I think Nick Sirianni needs that too. This is going to sound like I got the eagle colored glasses on, but. I really do believe this. Uh, Joe, you said they can make the playoffs and win a playoff game and get to the divisional round. Who in the NFC is going to win two games? Who in the NFC is going to win two playoff games? That aren't the Philadelphia Eagles. Who are those other teams? That Well, the Eagles get to a point, but they can't get past them. Well, I, would, default to, I would still default to Tampa Bay, Green Bay, and the Rams. Have you seen Eagles Tampa's right line? Has anybody seen Tom Brady? Where's Tom? Oh. Oh shit, Tom Brady, nowhere to be found. Tom, Their Tom, entire offensive line. There's a chance Sean McMone's starting on the offensive line. Well, the, the offensive line. They yeah. all disappeared. The quarterback disappeared. Their entire offensive line has disappeared. Tom needs uh uh training camp like you and I need uh I don't know, uh uh you know hair products hair <laughs> he, no he does he doesn't need training camp he does not need training camp now you're right on the offensive line um yeah what if they pick up jc treader tomorrow you know then all of a sudden um tampa bay's tampa bay again um look i'm just saying <laughs> I'm I'm always going to default to those teams ahead of the Eagles until what Joe right now, said. Yeah. The Eagles That's one. It. Teams would be two. Well, Green Bay, two. Green Bay, Rams, the defending Super Bowl champions, Sean McVay. Green Bay's got to be able just... to win a second playoff game. 
Again, the last time Green Bay won two playoff games in a year. But, 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 but Jody, the Eagles have yet to beat a quality quarterback. Yeah. Well, I, that's fair. That's that, fair. I understand um, that. But my point, my point is the NFC this year is inferior. It's wide open. Yeah. I agree with that. It's that's wide, why I just it, got it, done. It to be wide too. open and be good. I think the AFC is wide open. Wide open, yeah. very good. I think yeah. the NFC is wide open. Yeah, not that and By the way, if San Francisco, if Trey Lance can play, oh, they're better. They're better than the Eagles. They're if, better than the Eagles. That's a big if. We got to see a if big Trey if. Lance can play. That is a big if. But, you know, the way they play um, in their offensive line and their running game and their scheme and their defense with 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 Nick Bosa and Eric Armstead, if, if Javon Kinlaw ever gets it, I mean, San Francisco is loaded, loaded. Mark this down. What's today's date? August 22nd, 8.40 a.m. Key player in the NFC this year could very well be the unstoppable Nate Sudfeld. Because By the way, Nate looked good. I was watching that game. Nate looked very good. He's Nate Sudfeld. Yeah, Jeff, He's Jeff unstoppable. Lurie's a- Jeff Laurie's allegiance aside, um, Jimmy Jimmy G's going to get cut in San Francisco. Lance is going to be what Lance is going to be, but there's always the possibility of injury because he does like to try and run off and make some plays with his legs. The unstoppable Nate Sudfeld may be a key guy in the NFC playoffs this year. Uh, if if you're playing, well, then, yeah. if you're backing him, Johnny Mac, good luck with that. No, I am not backing Nate Sudfeld. Just like I wouldn't be backing Gardner Minshew. Look, I'd back Gardner Minshew before I'd back Nate Sudfeld. Yeah, so would I. The Eagles have yeah. – I, I think Gardner Minshew's a top-five backup quarterback. I think he proved that again yesterday. People were questioning that uh, because he had a bad summer. He's not a practice guy. He's not. Much Jalen Hurts isn't a practice quarterback, by the way. I talk about it all the time. Uh, he's better in a live environment where he can, can extend plays. But you were asking the question – and you put on those eagle-colored glasses, Jody, you know, who would you default to? I got to default to those teams ahead of the Eagles. doesn't mean, like, the Eagles can't beat them if they, you know, continue to evolve, as we said, and they get the right injury. Like, yeah, Trey Lance isn't there. Of course, I'm going to go with Eagles. Right, but before last year, the Rams had never won Diddley in the playoffs. And then they jumped up and won a Super Bowl. Why? Well, they no, I mean, they went to a Super Bowl. Conference. They lost it. And Sean got kind of undressed by Bill Belichick in that Super Bowl. But they, they, made, they made a run. And they have, uh, nucle- they, have a, they have a playoff nucleus there that right now. I mean, the Eagles have a playoff nucleus, but I think the, uh, the Rams have a far deeper playoff nucleus than the Eagles right now at this stage of the Eagles' development. Yeah, I think that's that's fair to say. I mean, they've been to two Super Bowls. They now have the quarterback. Mm-hmm. They won one. Um, yeah, I mean, I got it to fall to the Rams. Now, it's hard to repeat. That's going to be part of it as well. Um, but, I mean, I think if you're being honest, I think the Rams are a more proven team than the Eagles at this stage. Um, and, again, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, yeah, to a certain extent, I'm defaulting to the quarterbacks, but those guys are good. Those guys are good quarterbacks. So, um, but the Eagles, look, they have a lot of talent. That's what I said, but the Eagles are going to out talent people. Um, and the question is can they beat somebody like what happened in the playoffs when they ran up against Tampa Bay last year? And again, it's a different team. 
you mentioned, Jody, all the issues on the offensive line. But if they run up to somebody more talented, do they have the coaching staff that can 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 make up for that difference? Do you believe in this coaching staff, Joe Santa Laquita? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, can I mark that incomplete? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can do whatever you want. I think it is um, incomplete. To be fair, that that goes right into what I was saying earlier in terms of the proven ground, the proven ground of beating beating a a very good quarterback, which they've yet to do in the Nick Sirianni era, uh, and the the ability to beat a very good team, which, again, they've yet to do so far. Do I think they're capable of doing it? I I think so, yeah. I, I think from what I see from Sirianni, He's able to obviously. We saw him able to adjust. I, I think again, John, your your boots on the ground. Um, you're there with you know live with these games. Um, I mean, do you see? Did you like his in game adjustments last year? I liked his in season adjustments. Okay. Um, in game, I think it was. Run of the mill. I think it was okay. average, but okay. I think I gave him a lot of credit for, you know, was the Las Vegas game, um, which it didn't show up to the Detroit mm-hmm. game because Miles Sanders got hurt early in that Las Vegas game. But he made the shift and he said, you know what, we we're putting too much on the quarterback's plate. Let's scale it yeah. back. We have the best offensive line in football. We got this great running game. Let's use it. I gave him a ton of credit for that. And I also gave him a ton of credit for giving up play calling when he realized this is a pretty big stinking job. I can't be bogged down with every 40 seconds trying to come up with a play. I gave him a lot of credit for that. Uh, but as far as in-game stuff, eh, I, I think that's a little bit overrated. You come in with the game plan. You're not going to just throw out your game plan in-game. So I I – I gave him credit for his in-season adjustments, which I think is a bigger deal for a coach. I think he did a great job with that. Let me pick up my Eagle pom-poms again for a second here. Um, You're going pom-pom today. I am. I really am. Um, Here's one thing that I'll give Nick Sirianni credit for, already making adjustments. He has won both coin tosses and taken a ball two straight weeks. Not no automatic defer because the analytics say so. So he's already shown flexibility. There we uh, go. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, I know that may change week one. I, as sure as I'm sitting here against the Lions, they're going to win the toss and he's going to defer and it's going to tick me off no end. Um, but your, your point about the coaching staff, again, maybe it's because I'm not seeing it in the NFC. McVeigh and his staff, yes, I'd have to choose them over the Eagles staff. Tampa's a whole new staff. I know they didn't change much. But Arian's not being the head coach. Todd Bowles being elevated to head coach, which I've seen Todd Bowles head coach work <laughs> as a Jet fan. Not good. Uh, and he's no longer running the defense. So I question mark that. I'll match the Eagles coaching staff against Green Bay staff. You think Green Bay staff is far superior to the Eagles staff? I think I, I don't know enough about Green Bay staff. I default to, and I've said it for you. I mean, I don't know if Matt LaFour is a great coach. He's got historic win numbers through his first three seasons, but, you know, you and I could have historic. Yeah, you you, you and I could have historic win numbers with that quarterback. So you got to win in the postseason. 
But his numbers are his numbers. I mean, his winning percentage is outrageous. Um, All right, but we're talking about the playoffs, and his winning percentage in the playoffs is not as impressive. No, I mean, and people are always going to say, Aaron's only got one. Aaron's only got one. They say it all the time. Um, but they win a lot of stinking games. A lot of regular and, season games, but we're talking about the playoffs. We moved on. We all put the Eagles in the playoffs already today. We've all got the Eagles <laughs> in the postseason, so now it comes down to what can well, they do when they get to the postseason. Here, here, Matt LaFleur is 39-10 and 10 in the regular season. Phenomenal. 39 and 10 that for the math challenged I'm looking at 796 winning percentage can I put Nick Sirianni at nine and eight in that category no, no I no, can't no. but but I can't what's his postseason two and three it's not okay. as good not so as he's, good. He's one game below 500. Nick Sirianni's one game below 500. Well, he's also that, got two wins. That That's even. Different. That's different than zero wins. <laughs> well, it, it all comes down to how you look at it. Two and three is a game below 500. Oh, and one's a game below 500. Same thing. Well, he's been the two championship games. Um, he lost them both. I mean, <laughs> look, I, I can't believe I'm defending Matt LaFleur because I think he's overrated. But at some point, you got to look at the Okay, the guy's won. The guy wins four out of every five games, and he's been to two NFC championship games, and he's only been coaching for three years. I, I, I you know. And John, again, that has to go. There's something that, that that needs to be said about preparation. I mean, you go through that, and you you learn, and you grow, and you prepare. I, I remember uh, actually a couple couple days ago over the weekend, I was watching uh, a clip of uh, Super Bowl six when the Dolphins lost to the Cowboys and what Shula, Don Shula, one of the all-time greats, if arguably not the all-time great, uh, what he learned from that, you know, the Bach, what he learned from that loss. And it was a huge, huge loss in that, that Super Bowl game, but getting there. And again, that experience of being there and, and the preparation and, and getting ready for a game of that magnitude means something because we saw the Eagles last season in that playoff game against Tampa Bay. And I don't think anyone thought they were as prepared as they should have been. That's a fair point. I would say they didn't look prepared. Um, Certainly. Actually, they looked downright intimidated. I mean, they went in and, you know, with a bug eyed look and, Oh, with Tom Brady and the whole bit. And, and then it goes back to, again, what I was saying earlier in just terms of, again, that gradual process of, of learning how to win. They certainly have enough there in terms of the Kelseys and the Fletcher Coxes and guys like that that have been there, and Lane Johnson, the guys that have been there and done that. Now it's just a matter of convincing the, the younger guys to say, hey, you know, climb on board. We've been we've been down this road before and just, just believe in us and believe what, what we're telling you in terms of getting ready and getting prepared for these types of games. All right, let me get both you guys on the record. Uh, yesterday's game, both of the two running backs who didn't play the week before played well, Boston Scott and uh, Kenny Gainwell. Um, both both look good. Miles Sanders didn't play again. Three-man back rotation between those guys week one against Detroit. Is Miles going to get the majority of the carries? Is it going to be pretty damn close? Max got a question about the entire innovation of the offense and the defense. What do you want to see out of the running game? What are you predicting to see out of the running game week one against Detroit? From my perspective, if Miles is healthy, he's the guy. Kenny plays on third downs, hurry up, maybe even goal line. Uh, The interesting part of the Eagles philosophy, and you kind of saw it yesterday, 
though, if Miles isn't available, Boston Scott jumps Kenny Gainwell as the lead back, and they're just going to keep Kenny Gainwell as the specialized back. So it's a little bit convoluted in that way, but Nick's already proven his rotation's two guys if everything's going well. And Miles is going to be the guy, and Kenny's going to be the third down, the hurry up, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and Boston is a great utility man. And when they need him, they dust him off, and he goes in there and he performs. It's good to have. I think that's a good trait to have. Not everybody can be a utility player and say, not play, not play, not play. Then you got to go out and play. I think it's a, a nice sort of skill to have, and not everybody has it. Yeah, I agree with John, Jody. Uh, I think Gainwell uh, will get a little bit more carries, I believe, to lessen up the load on Miles Sanders. It's it's interesting. I just get this eerie feeling in the back of my mind. They don't completely trust Miles Sanders. And um, and I think they have a right to think that. Um, and, and right now with what Gainwell has done and certainly what uh, Boston Scott has done, they have two proven guys right there that, well – I mean, it certainly helps when you see certain things Miles Sanders does. But, again, you're hurt during training camp. This is a, I believe, a contract year for him. A lot of things are riding on this guy getting that next big contract and possibly his last contract considering how the NFL chews up running backs. Um, but I, I kind of see them sharing the ball a little bit more between Sanders uh, and um, – and gain well, and and maybe even mix in a little Boston Scott. I I, I think um, he's he's incredibly durable. I mean, he's not much bigger than me, um, but he's he's incredibly durable. He's he's a sprawls like type back that that you know you know what you're going to get out of him. And again, it alleviates uh, it alleviates the the stress and the pounding that Sanders uh, could possibly take because we know. Kind of has a fragile reputation, and I think it's deserved right now. Um, last one from me at Jay Santa Liquido on Twitter. Follow Joe there. You can read him at Jacob Sports along with everywhere else, Bleeding Green Nation, Philly Boys, Ring Magazine. If you're a boxing fan, uh, get still the president of the Boxing still, Writers Association, still, still the Grand Poobah. Yes, yeah. So if you like uh, uh, the sport of kings, uh, get Joe there. Um, uh, uh, Jalen Rager, Andre Dillard, any chance either of them are traded as the Eagles get down to that initial 53-man roster? Personally, I'd like to see it happen. I think a new star for both of them would be great. Um, and if they make that move... And they get uh, they get hunting here. That would be that would be perfect. Everybody wins. Here's a question for you two guys: If the move is made and Hunt comes in here, is he the best back out of the Eagles' rotation? Oh yeah, right day one. <laughs> He's the top ten back, I think. Yeah. Um, but I don't and think Cleveland's traded him. Cleveland okay. even more so now that Deshaun is is suspended for eleven games. They know if they're going to make the playoffs, they got to they got to rely on that running game, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. Plus, I talked to a bunch of people in Cleveland last week. We had one of them on the show, Jody Tower writer. 
you know, he's a Cleveland kid. He loves Cleveland. It's not that he doesn't like Cleveland. He just knows he's a number one back. He wants an extension. But they're going to make him play on the final year of his deal because they need him. They need him with Jacoby Brissett. They, they have to keep him. So I think that's a pipe dream for, for Eagles fans. Yeah, the guy the guy we had on, Dow Ryder, dismissive. Mm-hmm. Not only did he say, no, I don't think they got He was dismissive when we even asked the question. He yeah. had no chance of being traded to the Eagles, was the way that he responded when we put the question to him. And uh, Daryl's uh, around the team every single day. I think he's got some pretty good sources. So I'm going to take him at his word. Hey, he's not coming here. Uh, Eagle fans can uh, stop putting Jalen Rager plus deals together to get your hands on him. It's not going to happen. He's not coming here, but... Did Rager made a couple of plays yesterday? He had one that he could have caught. It wasn't a good pass. It would would have been an outstanding catch. Uh, he couldn't come up with it. Did he do enough to open anybody's eyes when the GMs are sitting around today looking at the weekend's actions around the NFL? Is anybody go and and we know the Eagles are willing to move Rager? Do we want to make a play on him? Do you think there's a team out there that's going to be willing to give up anything to get him? I think they wait. I think they wait until he possibly, possibly gets cut. I mean, this is the deepest wide receiving core the Eagles have had in some time. I don't think, um, and Jalen Rager shown flashes here and there, but I, I, I think we kind of know what he is right now. And again, I, I think a, a new start would be good for him. Um, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Don't know though if he's on the verge. I right, hold on. I, I I gotta put it to both you guys this way. Three potential options. Whoa, did we oh, lose we Joe? lose Joe? All right, see if we can Tell get him me. back uh quickly because I do want to get his take. In the meantime, I'll put it to you, Johnny Mac. Three potential Rager outcomes here. He's here on the roster, one of the guys who uh makes the 53. He's traded, whatever they're gonna get. Could be a day three pick. I think they'd be optimistic to get a two pick, but whatever. He's traded or he's cut. Those three options, put them in the order most likely scenario for me. Here, cut, traded. What order would you put them in? Traded number one. Um, here, number two. Cut number three. And cut would be less than five percent i don't even think it's close i don't think he's getting cut um but i do think he's getting traded now uh a lot of rumblings out there there are people interested there are people looking for um uh wide receivers desperate can be bought in probably you know i think the eagles will be hoping for a conditional pick um that maybe becomes a three so maybe we're talking about a, a fourth round conditional pick. Um, and I, you know, I hope I'm just talking about Green Bay. If Jalen Rager goes to Green Bay, right here, market, what what time? What time is it? 8:58. He will be a star. He will be a star. Aaron Rodgers will make him a star. That is my prediction. All right. I agree with you that cut is third because uh despite the fact that uh they have the deepest uh receiver core that they've had in a while Devin Allen you're just praying you get him through to the practice squad right oh that's a, uh, let me hold off I'll, I'll make that into a question um I don't think he's going to get cut 
I think there's more likely that he stays than he's traded. Both well, they, they are the top two choices. I have just a slightly different order than you. You have traded first, kept second, cut third. I'll go here, kept first, traded second, cut third. I yeah, got... I was there too. I've, I've shifted now. A lot okay. of calls, a lot of calls, a lot of interest, a lot of um, – I think people would be surprised uh, how many how many teams are checking in. Um, how he's being hard-headed. Um, uh, so uh, we got to get the break here, but l- let me just put it to you this way. Which looks worse for Howie, cutting Jalen Rager or accepting a sixth-round pick for Jalen Rager? Well, it should you be know, an obvious uh, answer, but I don't know that it is. Yeah, well, I would throw a third one in there, which is I, I brought up. What what looks worse, having him just on the roster to keep him on the roster because he's a first round pick, but he's buried as the fifth receiver, or or I would throw that in there as well. So that's, that's one of the that's... reasons why, you know, I I think how he can get more than a six. Um, you know, here's here's the deal for me. Can he get a five that turns into a, a conditional five that turns into a four? Would he accept that? versus a, a conditional four that turns into a three with playing time, which I think he wants. Um, that, to me, is the bigger question. I think he can get more than a six-round pick. Mm, for we shall right. see. we got a week and change to find this out before the Eagles have to cut the roster down. McMullen and McDonald here with you. We appreciate Joe Santa Guido. I guess his connection just dropped. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I did a good job jumping on with us. We do have another guest to join us. So about 20 minutes from now, our buddy Martin Frank from Delaware News Journal is going to join us here on Birds 365. Stick around. your day with confidence definitely want to keep the umbrellas on hand and keep your family safe with action news and accuweather numerous tornadoes well over seven inches of rain your go-to team when severe weather strikes the water is still rising right now keeping you prepared wherever you watch on tv on 6abc.com and on our streaming apps. And that's when we go severe weather mode and on the air for you action news and accuweather the team you trust. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Disappears. 
for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Your Mega Mac guys, McMullen and McDonald here with you on Birds 365. Uh, appreciate your streaming on in. While you're at it, hit the like button. Please, we need to help. They tell me to continue to remind everybody to hit the like button. We got a lot of people streaming in, almost 300 you guys online right now. Thank you very much for that. Hit the like button. It does wonders for our um, uh, algorithm, whatever the hell that means. Again, I, it's one of these days I'm going to learn about YouTube. All I know is how to speak into my uh, remote control and say YouTube, and then whatever I need, and boom, it pops up. It's great. I'm impressed you do that. I just uh, type in YouTube.com. <laughs> no, I'm talking about watching it on the well, TV. I know. I you... still I still do that. Old okay. school. I got I the will. old thing. I do watch some YouTube on the TV every day. Um, I One thing I wanted to revisit from our conversation with uh, Joe Santa Liquido, because uh, I feel I have to be fair here. I see our guy or our gal, Dominique uh, Dabney is on, who is the president of the Dukwaski Tart Fan Club. Uh-oh. Uh, and and Uh-oh. We, were, we were debating uh, Dukwaski a little earlier. He did play well. He made some plays yesterday. Some big hits, yeah. Which I got to give him credit for. You pointed out that he played the most snaps of anybody on defense. I suggested that it might be the Eagles trying to actually get a look at him. Because he's missed time in practice, personal time, injury, and the like. So they really haven't given a chance and haven't had a chance to observe and see what he does. And that's why I thought he got as many snaps. You suggested it might be the barns out of the door. They, they, they needed somebody to play safety snaps yesterday. How many, how many snaps did Marcus Epps get yesterday, John? Uh, zero. Deference player, that Marcus would Epps. Be none. And how many snaps did Anthony Harris play yesterday? zero zero so oh he is certainly behind those two sorry dominique who suggested he was the eagles best safety when they signed him he's playing all these snaps and the other two guys are uh, don't even have the shoulder pans on sitting on the sideways oh they've already decided who decided who their two best safeties are that's a given at this point we know who's starting um but i get, i gotta give Todd credit he, he made some plays yesterday I thought that there was an overexcitement level here. Oh, they got Chikwaski talk. 
there's a reason that San Francisco let him walk away. You, you, you brought up the Niners earlier that the Niners roster is just flat out better than the Eagles roster. Their biggest question, as big a question as Jalen Hurts is, they got a bigger question at quarterback than the Eagles do, but their their roster is that good, and their defense is specifically that good, and they just let him walk away. And he got, what, $2 million and change from the Eagles? If yeah, he was that bit, good a yeah. player, there's no way San Francisco lets him walk away. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm kind of torn with, Chikwaski Tart because I haven't really seen him. I mean, uh, you know, he that was the first time you mentioned he was gone for a couple days for personal reasons. Um, as I said, he hasn't gotten a first team rep all summer. I'm very surprised by that. I thought they'd mix him in, especially when you consider remember Harris and Epps have both missed time. Harris had COVID to start camp or he's just coming back. Then he had a, a dental issue, so he missed uh, uh, three practices total. Um, didn't get a first-team rep during that time. Then Marcus Epps had a back issue, only missed one practice, but he was back by that point, didn't get a first-team rep. All the first-team reps have gone to Josiah Scott and Kayvon Wallace, Andre Sachere. Reed Blankenship has gotten first-team reps at times in this training camp. And, oh, by the way, since we're singing Tart's praises today, or at least I am, Blankenship made a couple plays yesterday, too. Yeah. All those young defensive backs that are in the Eagle backfield, not, uh, specifically on the corners, nobody really impressed me yesterday. Job made the one play in the end zone, but he also got beat a couple of times. Uh, Kerry Vincent, yeah, no. Mac McCain, if he needs to play. Uh, Zach McPherson, they got off the field pretty quick. I think he only played like the first two series, and he's borderline deference himself. Uh, the Eagles secondary did not really wow me yesterday. No. Uh, and here's the thing. You know, okay, Josiah Scott, as I mentioned, started and was a captain, so I think that's a good sign for him. Uh, Kayvon Wallace was the other starter at safety, I don't know if that was a good sign for him or not, because he, as you pointed out, they didn't play well. Although Kayvon, you know, they were on the field a lot, so he made some tackles. Um, you know, it was long drives for both teams. Um, I, it, you know, is that a good sign for Jaquaski Tart? That's what I was saying before that he played so much, or is that a bad sign? Um, here, here's the thing. When you start talking about, and I think this applies to Deion Kane at wide receiver because everybody's excited about Deion Kane. If you're going to be the fifth wide receiver or you're going to be the sixth wide receiver or you're going to be the fifth, fourth safety, or if you're going to keep five, you got to play special teams. Tart doesn't play special teams. One of the things with Scott, Scott is one of their best special teams players. Sacheray, who was cross-trained between safety and nickel, now they have him in nickel, he's one of their best special teams players. So those guys are almost, I don't want to say put get out the pen, but you you can I, I, you can click the pen. How's that? You might not want to put the ink on the page yet, but they're I would be stunned if either of those two are cut because of their special teams value. Um, 
Jaquaski Tart doesn't play special teams. Three snaps on special teams yesterday. He's been a starting player for so long. So it's kind of, if you're not going to be a starter and you can't help on special teams, it's kind of difficult when you get to 53. Yeah, see, we're getting back into the 53-man question, and we're going to do it this week, lead up to next week, before they have to. How much are special teams really going to decide it between how many linebackers are going to be able to keep? How many? The, the defense is much more intriguing as far as the 53-man roster. You got how many uh, wide receivers you're going to keep? That's the only question on offense as far as I'm concerned. Three backs done, no questions. Two quarterbacks done, no questions. Um, they got to keep a backup tight end. I don't think they're keeping two, which means Stoll's probably going to get it. Um, yeah. I'm not sure where else they're going to go. I think the offense is pretty much set and dry, but the defense is so up in the air. Yeah. And special teams is a huge part of it, John, because you got to be able to play specials like you're talking about. Like Sean Bradley, Sean Bradley did nothing for me again yesterday. Um, but he's maybe their best special teams player. I would say he's a borderline lock to make this team. But if you're keeping the two starters at linebacker and you're keeping Taylor and you're keeping Dean, uh, Sean Bradley, is he a lock to make this football team? I I think so because of special teams. There you go. Um, um, Now, you know, we we talked about Tart playing 59 reps and Blankenship was at 44. So they were the third team safeties. and, and Tark kind of mixed in with the second team when Scott came out. Um, but but what's more important, 59 versus 44 or 15 versus three? That's how many special teams snaps Blankenship had versus Tart, 15 to three. And by the way, 15 was the high water mark on the team, on the entire team. So if it's between those two players, you're talking about youth, you're talking about special teams ability, you know, you're behind, you're behind not only Marcus Epps and Anthony Harris, Josiah Scott and Kayvon Wallace, but maybe even Andre Sachere, because he can also play safety and he's going to be around. So if you're keeping that many safeties, you damn well have to play special teams if you're going to be if you're going to be in that mix. That's why I don't like Chikwaski Tart's chances right now. All right, and let me add one more safety to the mix. We haven't touched on it all today, and I give him credit because he got up to speed quickly enough to get in there. Hugo uh, Amadi uh, did get yeah, in. He's and not play- playing safety though. That's the thing. He's playing only nickel corner. But he is another special teams guy. To me, Amadi has set back the Mac McCain's, the Tay Gowans, and the Carrie Vincents of the world. Because not only Josh Job, but also Ugo Amadi, and part of it is special teams. He's supposed to be a good special teams player. Um, same thing. If you're going to be that deep on the roster, you you got to you got to freaking help on special teams. It's as simple as that. And I think the Eagles have gotten w- away from that sentiment of, of keeping. You can't keep a lot, but they used in you know they used to keep a player or two strictly for special teams. Most notably, Chris Maragos, yeah. uh, Brian Brayman 
uh, if people remember him. Najee Good was a great special teams player. They were really weren't great defensive players. And when you had to play Chris Maragos at safety, you'd, st- you'd go, oof, oof. In fact, I got blocked uh, by who's the nicest guy in the world. I said, you know, you don't want to have Chris Maragos playing safety. Um, and I was right, by the way. Um, but he was a great, great special teams player. I mean, great. One of the best in football, uh, the entire league. Um, I, the Eagles seem to have gotten away from that. And I don't know, like, who is their Chris Maragos? They don't have a Chris Maragos. No, no, no one on that level. I would say Bradley is probably there, uh, but he actually can actually play on defense. So uh, depending on the question you're asking, there's not a guy that's just purely going to be on this team for special teams. I think you're going to need to be able to do both. Uh, other guy that did get a chance to show a little bit recent acquisition He's swimming upstream. I don't think he's got any chance to make the roster, but tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, Tory played a couple of snaps yesterday. No. You don't think he's got a chance to make no. this team. Is he no. even a practice squad guy? Probably not because I, you know, I think Jason Huntley and Kennedy Brooks are more likely to be on the practice squad than the roster. How many running backs you need on the practice squad, True. even though you have, you have 16, um, they needed bodies to get through training camp, and um, it was strange that they only brought uh, uh, so few running backs to begin with. So, unfortunately, DeAndre's probably going to be – he might get cut by Tuesday. He might be one of those 85 to 80 guys. Yeah. Um, you know, it's tough. Jared Williams, tackle, he's probably going to be in that group. Um Yeah. All right, so let me ask you about one more guy, 80 to 85, 85 down to 80. I'm going to go on the grassy knoll here, John. I think there may be a conspiracy in the league to keep Carson Strong from being in the National Football League. He threw one pass yesterday. It was a blatant pass interference. No flag. to be. Why? Just because we finished 57 of the 60 minutes? You want to get the hell home? Yes, you want to get the hell home. that flag in your uh, pocket there, Mr. Referee? It was blatantly pass interference. That was blatant pass interference. Carson got screwed. He did get screwed. Uh, And I'm saying it's a conspiracy to keep him out of the league. His first pass ever in an NFL game. I've heard those. Should have been a penalty. I, I don't know. Were you the one who gave me that conspiracy, Jody, that the Eagles might be hiding Carson Strong to get him on the practice squad? No, no, no. no. Uh, somebody gave me that. No, 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 I, no I forget. <clears throat> I will say this. They're doing a hell of a job if they're trying to hide him. Um, yeah, he yeah. spent 57 minutes just standing there yesterday yeah. after reaching that. And, yes, nice touch on the pass to uh, Allen over the top. It was a pretty much perfectly thrown bomb uh and it was the highlight of the game let's be honest i know the 21 20 score doesn't the final doesn't matter whatever but that was the highlight of the entire game and it was a nice pass by reed sonnet everything else was well below average again uh oh yeah he's not a quarterback i don't think carson strong you're at practice i'm not you tell me he doesn't look good at practice. He's throwing too many wounded ducks. Where the hell did the strong arm report come yeah. from? Because it doesn't look like he has it. I get that, but I, I've seen more of Reed Smith. He's actually played in the preseason game. He can't play in the NFL. Well, no, I'm, I I think he's going to be here. Um, 
you know, it's interesting that play people are already saying, well, you got to keep him on the 53. I think he can get him through waivers and on the practice squad. Read to that. Way, yeah. Nobody's um, claiming him. I know. I agree. That's, I think, I think people get too overhyped about one play in the one preseason. pass. They yeah. made one nice pass. And That's the same thing with, one, and the yes, same thing yes. with Deb. And by the way, I'm looking at it as we speak. Uh, you know, I think most people can't catch up to that ball. You can't overthrow Devin Allen. Right. And he and he's great. Uh, he did a great job tracking the football. But people are saying it on that end, too. Well, now you got to keep Devin out. No, you don't. He played 12 snaps. He can run. He can run by people. I'm surprised it took him this long to do it. But, you know, no, you, you don't have to worry about Devin Allen. You got to worry about Devin Allen, what he w- wants to do with his life. If you want to keep him on the practice squad. Maybe he wants to go back to the track world and concentrate on that, but nobody's picking up Devin Allen. Come on, stop. I see, I see our boy Martin Frank sitting in the green room, and we're going to get to him in a second. Hey, Martin, um, thanks for your patience. I got one more question for Johnny Mac before we go to break. I, I've said this before. I don't know if I said it here last year with you on Birds 365, but I know I've said it on shows I've done before. Something I keep an eye on every single year. The guys that teams cut – that end up signing with other teams' practice squads as soon as the uh, cuts come down or shortly thereafter and then are on their practice squads and stay. I know it's the 54th best guy at best on your team, so it shouldn't be that big a deal. But you know what it tells me, John? Something about the organization overall and the coaching staff. Sometimes you find out that the team that cut them didn't want them and didn't even offer them a practice squad spot but oftentimes a player who's just on that uh, borderline of making the team or not will choose another organization will choose a better opportunity you got to be able to sell there's a little recruiting that goes on here that yeah we still like we're sorry we just got no space you're gonna get a chance here you got to do a little recruiting and i judge the coaching staff specifically the head coach more than anybody else uh, on their ability to do that you think Eagles going to get burnt this year? Is this roster deep enough that they're going to cut somebody, not be able to keep them on the practice squad, going to go somewhere else and help someone else win games? I mean, more of the waiver wire than practice squad. I, you know, there's everybody gets hung up on the waiver wire. It's like 50 every year that gets claimed on waivers really over the first two, three days. So less than two players a team. Um, you get the Noah Tungi eyes of the world. I remember how upset people, oh, the Eagles wanted to keep Noah Tungi eye. They lost Noah Tungi eye, and he spent a year in Indianapolis, didn't play, came back. Now they're talking about him again. Is he going to make the 53? Are they going to wave? I mean, no, nobody's going to hurt you. If you're, if you're 54th on an NFL roster and you get claimed on waivers, the Eagles are a talented team, so they're more apt to get somebody claimed on waivers uh, this year than other years. Um, but no, that type of guy's not going to hurt you. You Fair might enough. you might feel bad and say, oh, I would have liked to keep him in the program, but you know, you'll live. You'll not, live. Not going to change the overall fates and fortunes. Fair enough. All right, I see him ready. Martin Frank will join us next. Good to get Martin Frank up here with us on Birds 365.
plan your day with confidence. Definitely want to keep the umbrellas on hand. And keep your family safe with action news and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Well over seven inches of rain. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising right now. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. On TV, on 6abc.com. And on our streaming apps. And that's when we go severe weather mode and on the air for you. Action News and AccuWeather, the team you trust. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. On the field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. And here he comes out of the dark, our buddy Martin Frank from down there in uh, Delaware country. Uh, Martin, here's why I want to start with you, because John started the show today uh, nitpicking about the Eagles. Nitpicking, Martin. Not, not being creative enough, not showing anything different, playing follow the leader of the pack when it comes to some of their schemes and the like. And I think he overstated. And then it was just that nitpicking. I guess, How dare time. you? How dare John? John nitpick? No way. But here's where I will kind of concur with Mr. McMullen. Um, how many sacks did the Eagles get yesterday? Uh, I don't remember any, right? I believe that would be a goose egg. No, and uh, that was one of the things that there were, and I know the first team didn't play. Don't bother hopping on the stream here and go, Jody, the first team did. I know the first team didn't play, <laughs> but the second second teamers might get a chance to step in and play this year. They got no stacks. That was one of the things they were supposed to improve during this offseason, Martin. Why haven't they? Yeah, I, I, I'm with you on this, Jody. Um, you know, Jordan Davis is a first round draft pick. He was, you know, he played yeah. a good chunk of the first half. Um you know, you keep you keep hearing about Teron Jackson having such a great camp. I mean, Patrick Jackson, Johnson as well. Patrick Johnson, yep, yep. 
Uh, Milton Steve. Williams, he was playing, and uh, yeah. uh, Marvin Wilson, who's had a good camp. The great I mean, Marlon Chewy Peloto. Yeah, right. These are all guys who are figuring into the rotation. Like these are guys who are going to play like during the regular season and everything. And you know, they didn't really see much from any of those guys, if anything. I mean, it wasn't a very good performance by the defense, that's for sure. And yeah, you no. can take it with a grain of salt. It's only preseason. They were going against the Browns, second teamers, blah blah blah. But you know, these but are it's guys. Funny, who are you know, play. you're right. You do take it with a grain of salt, but. People don't want to take that piece of green, <laughs> that salt, that piece of salt with the offense because the offense looked great. Their second <laughs> yeah. team offense. Uh, Gardner Minshew, three drives. They all went over 10 plays. And he almost had three for three with uh, he made the one bad decision at the goal line on fourth down. Yeah. Little, uh, uh, there, I was starting to worry about Gardner. He had a bad summer, bad training camp, but he looked good. He looked good making decisions and, and putting the ball where it was supposed to be in that RPO offense. Are you are you more comfortable with Gardner Minshew today? Yeah, I mean, it's not that I haven't been comfortable with Gardner Minshew. I mean, I just – I think people just need to realize what he is. I mean, he's a good – RPO type of quarterback. He can check down to a second and third receiver. I mean, he's not going to beat you like deep down the field and everything, but like he'll make the smart pass. He'll make the right read. He'll get the ball to the right person in, you know, rather quickly and stuff. So he's not going to take a lot of time looking for a receiver running around the pocket. Um, and he'll make the right decisions for you. And that's what he is. He's, he's a good backup quarterback. If you look at all the Backup quarterbacks in the NFL, I think the Eagles are pretty lucky to have someone like like Minshew. I mean, I think he could start for some teams, a handful of teams down at the bottom of the standings. But, you know, is he going to win you a Super Bowl? I mean, probably not. But, you know, if Jalen Hurts were to get hurt um, and they need a guy to step in and fill in, Gardner Minshew's the guy, and he showed that yesterday. I mean, he made pretty much all the right reads except for that one that you mentioned, which should have been a – 98-yard mix, you know, return for a touchdown. But it's still pretty impressive, you know. If that's a regular season game, Martin, they just kicked the field goal, right? Because they know Jake Elliott. So they got 17 points and three drives. That's pretty stinking good. Yeah, Yeah, and that's that's exactly what you saw when he he filled in for Hurts last December against the Jets, you know. I mean, I think he was, what, like 20 for 25, 240 yards, a couple TDs, didn't make any mistakes, and – he led the Eagles to a victory that they had to have. So, you know, that's pretty much what you saw yesterday, too, is the same Garner Minshew. And that's that's fine for a backup quarterback. That's what you want. A guy who can step in and, you know, lead you, you know, keep the game at least close, competitive and stuff. And, you know, he did his job. <laughs> All right. Let's stay in the backfield but move uh, on from quarterback. Eagles running yesterday. No Miles Sanders. So Boston Scott gets the start. The man pushing it right down the field into the end zone. Couldn't ask for anything more. Caught a nice pass out of the backfield, too. Look good. Next possession. Here comes Kenny Gainwell. The man taking it down the field, running effectively, moving the chains, getting first down. Who sticks it into the end zone? Kenny Gainwell. Uh, so it worked well. The The running game came out. Backup offensive linemen opening holes, winning battles right down the field. Both guys run in for a touchdown. Jettison ahead to week one. 
how does the three-man split, and let's see if you agree with me and John, they're only going to keep three running backs on this team. I don't think they're going to keep a fourth. So I think it's going to be Sanders, Gainwell, and Scott. How does Nick Sirianni use them in week number one? What's the breakout on the guys? Is it going to be all three getting a chance? Are you going to do what he did last year, which is basically cut down to two every week? Two guys would get their hands on the football. The third guy would kind of be left out. How is Sirianni going to use his three backs this year? Now, we're we're assuming that Miles Sanders is healthy for week one and ready yes. to go? Okay. Um, well, I mean, I think they like to use Kenny Gainwell as kind of like the third down back, like, you know, they had with Sproles. But, like, the one thing that worries me about Gainwell, and, and John, you've seen this, I mean, he hasn't been very good in, in training camp. Yeah, I mean, bizarre. Seen, as a receiver, yeah. Yeah, we we've seen him, him drop, yeah. like, some – really easy passes over the middle and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, he got chewed out by Nick Sirianni on Friday for a couple of mental mistakes. And I, I'm just not sure how much they can trust him. Um, and, and we kind of saw that like last season, you know, he had the fumble in that game against the Raiders and then we didn't see him again for like three or four weeks, you know, they just didn't have a whole lot of trust in him. And I, and I think, you know, I think it's going to, he's going to work in kind of slowly. I mean, I think like Boston Scott, you know, if they needed to give Miles Sanders a breather, like for a series or anything like that, I think like Boston Scott might see some, a decent amount of time because they know what they're going to get with Boston Scott. I mean, he can catch the ball out of the backfield. He can run up the middle for some tough yards and everything like that. So I'm not, I'm not too sure we're going to see a whole lot of Kenny Gainwell at least early on until they, they, till they really, know that they can trust him and everything like that. But, it's an you know. interesting thought, Martin. I hadn't thought of that angle, uh, but now that you bring it up, does that open the door a little bit for Miles to play on the occasional third down uh, or hurry up, especially if he's catching the football? You know, in the first game against the Jets, he caught the football. Was right. obviously no runs. And, yeah. and if he can add that back into his – repertoire that would be that might be the best case scenario for the eagles because of his explosive ability yeah i mean it's possible but i also you know miles is hurt right now and you know he's got a history of that too i don't think they want to run him into the ground either at least bono yerba's deal there they're not bringing him back you got that mentality you know just ride him just ride him it's it's possible. I mean, if they can trust Miles Sanders catching the ball out of the backfield, I mean, I'm sure they would give him a chance too. I like I, that, Martin. See, I you got pers- me thinking. I'm, I'm I mean, I personally, think. I personally think they're going to keep four running backs. Um, whether it's, I mean, Huntley, I think they like him because of special teams. Um, so, well, I think they might keep four, but I think they're going to bring somebody else in. I think they're going to get somebody on the waiver wire. Um, so that initial 53, they'll probably cut down the three backs and then they'll bring somebody yeah. in afterwards. But yeah, I, I think it's very hard to go through a, a 17 game season with just three running backs, but I haven't seen enough from Jason Huntley or Kennedy Brooks to say, yeah. I got to keep those guys. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, you know, those guys got, Bunch of chances yesterday. They didn't really do anything that really stood out and everything. Like, you know, it wasn't kind of one of those games where you're like, oh, yeah, they got to keep this guy. Um, 
I, I didn't really see that either. So, I mean, it's quite possible, like, the fourth running back is still on another team as of right now. And, you know, I mean, there's always talk, like, you know, maybe they trade for someone like Kareem Hunt and everything like that. And we saw the picture of him standing next to Sirianni. Yeah, Nick, Nick trying to get everybody talking. Yeah. But the Browns can't give him up now that they don't have Deshaun Watson. They have to rely on their running game. Uh, yeah. So I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. But it would be nice. He'd step in and be the hey, thanks, thanks for the memories, Miles. But that's that's a big time running back, Kareem Hunt. Yeah, but you also have to keep in mind that he wants to get paid. I mean, that's why he's not well, that too. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, if he comes here, I don't think that's gonna change either. <laughs> right. That's one of the reasons why there's a couple of reasons why I'm telling you it's not gonna happen. Uh right. and mark my words, three three running backs on the roster in the fifty-three. They're not going to add a fourth. The, the fourth will be a practice squad guy who, if one of the uh, three running backs has a physical issue, Miles isn't quite 100% yet. Oh, they might elevate him and have to do the roster flip for the first game. But when they cut to 53, I'm telling you, they're only keeping they, – they need more spots for defense. And uh, if they keep a guy – are you uh, either of you guys suggesting they would keep uh, a running back to be one of their returners? Do you think that's a possibility? Is Jalen Rager here? We're going to get to that question. If Jalen <laughs> Rager's here, no, because Jalen Rager's going to be the returner. But I'm starting to think Jalen Rager's not going to be here. So that opens up a world of possibilities, both at wide receiver, um, backup running back, and then you need a returner. Um, All right, I'm going to put both you guys on the spot right now. Week one against the Lions. Who's returning punts? Who's returning kicks? Martin Frank, you first. Um, I think Jalen Rager is going to be returning the punts. And as far as returning kicks, uh, it could be Kenny Gainwell. It could be Jason Huntley if he's still here. Um, I, I don't think I don't want could be. Concerned. I want who is. Make the call, <laughs> Martin I'll go, Frank. I'll go, I'll go with Kenny Gainwell. Okay. Yeah. Well, if he's here, I'm going Rager doing both. Both. If he's not here, which I said is, I think, more likely, I think Jody guy, Jody's uh, uh, fan club president extends one more year. I think Greg Ward is the punt oh. returner yeah. and the kickoff returner. I think Martin's right. I think it's Kenny Gainwell. That's what, is and that's Greg not, that's not awe-inspiring. By the way, I, I, hey, you, you're right. You know, I'm a big Greg War fan. Last year, damn, did I wave the pom poms for him? He can't make this roster, can he? Not if, not if Jalen's here. No, he's not going to make it. But if, if Jalen's not here, they need a punt returner, and they're going to keep him over Deion Kane. They trade Jalen, and the last wide receiver spot comes down to Ward or Kane. They're going to keep Ward because he can call yeah, for a fair Because he catch. can help under. What can Deion Kane be do on special teams? What can Deion Kane do on special teams to be a a last wide receiver on this team? And there, then there's two parts to that. And uh, Martin, I'll get your thoughts as well on Deion Kane. They can get him through waivers and get him on the practice squad. So if you can't help on special teams. Why do people think they're keeping Deion Kane as a fifth or sixth receiver? Hmm. Um, I personally think they're keeping him as a sixth receiver. Um, I think they got other guys who can 
help you on special teams, you know, if he's not a special teams guy. I just I just see him make catch after catch. I agree camp. from a receiving and, standpoint. Yeah. He has done a great job, but you know, it's like you're a plant that nobody dusts. I mean, you're not going to play. So, you know, if he can't help on special teams, what's the point of just keeping that guy on the roster unless you want to send a message to the team and say this is a meritocracy and he deserves to make the team, which I guess there's something to that. I'm all for meritocracies. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I personally at one point thought they would only keep five receivers and, it, it, you know, Deion Kane, Greg Ward, all those other guys wouldn't be on there either. But, like, I think Deion Kane is pers- – I personally think he's played himself on, into a spot. Um, and, you know, if it comes down to him, like, does he give you more – without the special teams benefit than Greg Ward does with the special teams benefit. And like Jody says, when they put him out there on the punt team, he, you know, he pretty much just calls for a fair catch. He's not going to return he it. He catches it though. He I does catch it. it, but you know, you can let it bounce and whatever too, and just get the ball where you get it. By the way, <laughs> last year, Greg Ward returning punts two, one of which was a fair catch. That, so he was back the as the, the punt guy. Twice for the entire season, and he did fair yeah. catch. Once. And besides, if you're using Rager in that role, I mean, you know. well, yeah, Rager's here. Yeah, yeah, you know, Rager's the punt returner and the exactly. kickoff returner, as far as I'm concerned. But I'm starting to think he's not going to be here. Um, and the Eagles can get something for him. And I think a change of scenery would be the best case scenario for both sides. So I'll ask you that, and I'll throw Andre Dillard in the mix as well, Martin, who I don't think the Eagles are going to trade. Your thoughts on Rager going, potentially, or Andre Dillard? I personally don't think either one of them are going. Um, I mean, I know ideally, like, getting some, you know, Rager going somewhere else would be good for him, you know, kind of clear his mind, fresh start with a new team. I get all that, but unless some team is offering like something ridiculous, like a day two pick or something, I I just don't see it. Like, you know, you go through, it's a long 17 game season and guys get hurt. I mean, you know, AJ Brown, Devante Smith, you know, AJ Brown missed four games last year with Tennessee, you know, Devante Smith gets banged up every now and then he weighs 170 pounds. Um, you're going to need Rager at some point during the season. I mean, no, he's not going to be Justin Jefferson. I think everybody needs to, you know, get that out of their minds. He's not going to be a great first round pick, but like, you know, he, he provides something like, you know, he can get open, you know, doesn't always catch the ball. Um, You know, it's not like when they had JJ Ortega Whiteside. I mean, the guy, you know, he was, he was pretty much useless. He couldn't, other than like a blocking wide receiver, because apparently he was the best at that. But, you know, you knew he wasn't going to catch the ball and everything. Rager, at least, you know, he can do that. Um, and I think there's still a need for him. So, you know, if you keep it in the context, like he, maybe he's your fourth wide receiver or fifth wide receiver, if somebody gets hurt, he can step in, you know, provide you with some competent, type of play um then fine you know you know but then again if there's a desperate team out there and they offer you a day two pick yeah i'd trade them right away but i just don't see that happening and uh with dillard i don't see them trading him at all i mean 
you know, unless someone's offering him like a first round pick and I don't, you know, and maybe that happens too, because there are some desperate teams out there, but I mean, Andre Dillard's been great um, all throughout camp. You know, we saw him yesterday. He was pretty much dominating guys. And if you trade Dillard, the problem is there's a huge drop off from Jordan Melata If he were to get hurt to, you know, whoever that third tackle would be, whether it's the Raven Clark or, you know, Coyote, Awasika, you know, someone like that. I mean, I don't think you can take that chance. I mean, you know, if my Melata missed two games last year, he ended up playing a couple games over at right tackle for Lane Johnson. So technically like, you know, Andre Dillard had to start four games at left tackle last year. So, I mean, I don't think they can afford to trade someone like Dillard. I mean, it's, it's a shame because ideally he won't play at all this year if everybody stays healthy, but you know, uh, he's, he's just too important for them to trade unless someone's giving him a first round pick. And I mean, maybe that happens. I mean, we saw that with Carson Wentz and I mean, Sam Bradford in 2016, there's always a desperate team out there. So we'll, we'll wait and see, but um, you know, if it's just a trade Andre Dillard, I don't think they're going to do that. And I don't think they're going to trade Jalen Rager either. We're going to have to get Kemsky on here before the season starts because he's going down the road. Of, no, no, no. Can't trade Dillard. Compensatory pick. All right. He's going to walk <laughs> yeah. in the free. So uh, we're going to get the king of the compensatory picks, Jimmy Kemsky. Um, I, we haven't talked at all about Jalen uh, Hurts. I know that he didn't play. So he's out of sight, out of mind and everything. He's still the guy who's going to decide the fates and fortunes of this team. And his fates and fortunes will be decided by Shane Steichen. I think we've had you on, but I'm not sure, Martin, so I'll just double down. Um, found out that Shane Steichen was calling the plays last year, second half, when the Eagles were more effective offensively, running the football more. What's your confidence level? Zero to ten, zero being, uh-oh, we're screwed. Uh, ten being, yeah, I'm making Super Bowl reservations because of the offense. What's your confidence level on Shane Steichen's play calling coming into the season? Um, I'd give it like a 7.5. I mean, you know, I mean, it's basically all the plays that he and, he and uh, Nick Sirianni go over and stuff like that. I mean, it's not like he's inventing stuff, you know, out of the back of his hat. I mean, they, they, they kind of know, you know, certain situations, what plays they want to run. So, like, he's basically choosing from a menu, I guess, you know, like the famous Andy Reid menu and everything like that. You know, he's got like a series. He's a lot of bigger. Andy's is a lot bigger. <laughs> That's true. Well, Andy likes to eat a lot. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I think like there's a certain amount of plays that they have to choose from. Maybe Shane has some freedom and like he can pick from A, B or C, you know, something like that. But it's all basically plays that they they've gone over and they know that they want to use in certain situations. So I don't think like Shane Steichen is going to be like totally reinventing the wheel, you know, from what they were calling earlier in the year, um, earlier in last year when Sirianni was calling them. I just think, you know, it, it's all going to be pretty much what, you know, what they have on their list and everything like that. Yeah. So it's not going to be anything like revolutionary. We went from Andy who had the cheesecake factory menu to uh, hmm. Chip Kelly, who had the card that said S3, I believe. That the was cheesesteak. Uh, yeah. And now we have probably in between. Well, we had Doug Peterson as well, which was closer to Andy. Um, Devin Allen. So he was uh, finally got to run by somebody. Pretty exciting uh, to see him just leave people in the dust. Um, 
don't know why it took the Eagles that long. They wouldn't even let him run by people in practice, but it was fun to see. Are you worried at all? Are you in that camp of, oh, we got to find a way to keep Devin Allen? Uh, are you buying into the hype uh, that somebody might pick up Devin Allen on waivers? Um, I'm not really buying into that hype. I mean, you know, it, obviously it would be good, be good, be it would be good PR for any team yeah. to say, hey, we got an Olympic hurdler. You know, we, we signed him to our 53-man roster. But, like, you know, if you're picking him up from the – you know, if the Eagles were to wave him and you're picking him up, I don't think he leaves if it's for a practice squad on another team. See what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yeah. The, only no, I agree. Way, yeah. the only way he would do it is if, like, some team says, all right, we're going to sign you to our 53 – and everything like that. And, you know, maybe he does it, but I, I still, I'm not so sure. Um, but then that team has to have him on the 53, you yeah, know, for like, three, three weeks at least. Uh, yeah. That's, that's a valuable roster spot. I yeah. mean, you know, are you going to, are you going to trust him in a game? I mean, yeah, it was, it was a great play and everything, but you remember it was, you know, late in the game, you know, the second half, you're going against third stringers, you know, it's Denzel Ward. If he's out there, you know, wh whoever the starting safeties are for the Browns, like, I don't know if that happens. Um, yeah. I just, I don't see it. And, and if you really want to use him as a kick returner, you know, he hasn't really, you know, remember he hasn't played in a real football game since yeah. 2016. So there's all that stuff. I mean, I think a practice squad would be ideal for him. And if it's between the Eagles or another team's practice squad, then he's going to stick with the Eagles because they gave him the chance and everything. And he seems to like it here and all that. So I think that matters, you know, some, unless some team is really desperate and needs the PR and says, Hey, we're going to, we're going to assign you and put you on, put you on the 53 man roster. I don't think the Eagles have anything to worry about. I don't, I don't see that scenario happening. All right, last one for me, Martin, uh, and I'm going to need you to look in your crystal ball a little bit here. It's just a couple weeks down the road. You, you should be able to see pretty clearly. Um, after the Eagles win the kick and defer and play some defense and get Detroit on a quick three and out, when they come onto their field for the first offensive snap of the year, the guy snapping the ball to Jalen Hurts will be Jason Kelsey or Cam Jurgens. <laughs> I think it's going to be Kelsey. Um, the man has a lot of pride. He's got a consecutive game streak um, of 120 of started of 122 games, right. which is the longest in the NFL. And I think he really wants to keep that going. And, uh, you know, he's also played in what, like 159 games or something like that. He's uh, he, he'll be out there. I mean, the only reason they did the surgery, I mean, I think Kelsey kind of knew that, you know, if they did it, then he would be there for, for week one. Now, I will say that Cam Jurgens has been damn impressive. Yeah. <laughs> He's a little scared now, Martin. Yeah. Uh, everybody's Maybe got that's Cam has looked great. Kelsey uh, back, you know, quicker. <laughs> yeah. But, like, you know, I mean, you saw, like, a young Kelsey out there, like, you know, running down the field, like, flattening people. I mean, he did it two weeks in a row. I mean – He's going to be good, and that's actually why I think this is going to be Kelsey's last year because this guy is going to be ready. I mean, you know, a year learning under Kelsey is going to be do wonders for him. I mean, even though he might not play, you know, maybe here and there if Kelsey were to get dinged up a little bit and stuff. But, wow, um, I, think, I think he's going to be a good one, and I think, you know, 
enjoy Jason Kelsey while he still can because I think this is going to be the last year. But I definitely think he'll be out there for week one. Yeah, he was banging Dave Spadaro on the head, so the elbow <laughs> looks good. Yeah, Spuds might be in the concussion protocol. <laughs> we got the guardian cap on. He's fine. <laughs> Completely fine. Not with the not with the guardian on his head. Uh, Martin, good stuff. Appreciate you coming on board. Thanks much, Johnny Mac. Uh, we'll stay in touch this week. We'll try and get you up either right before the first game or maybe the first week after. Appreciate it whenever you become part of Birds 365. Yeah, always a pleasure. Thanks, Thanks Martin. Martin Frank, the uh, – as compared to our other Delaware guys, and one's Delaware County, one's Delaware, uh, the state. The DelawareOnline.com, by the way, Martin Frank, at yep. M Frank NFL. Uh, follow him on Twitter. He is so more, much more even keeled than Groats. I, I, I put those two <laughs> guys true. together because they're Delaware guys. Well, Groats, not Delaware County, Delaware, yeah. Right. But, they're a little different. I know, I know, I know. But when I have to introduce them, I got to say Delaware. Um, Groats last week, for those of you who missed it, you want to go back and uh, you get busy last week of vacation, whatever. Go yeah, back we got, and watch. We got Bob off his medication. That, 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 Unbelievable that optimism from Bob yeah. Groats. I didn't know who's who the that biggest was. cynical bastard we ever have on the show. Yeah. For Besides some reason, me. He was Besides me. Yeah. Uh, almost as optimistic about, as I have been about the Eagles today. Uh, maybe, maybe it's because of the start of the season. I don't know. All right, we'll come back. We need to put a bow on the show. See what Johnny Mac wants to nitpick about the Eagles <laughs> in our final segment here on Birds 365. your day with confidence. Definitely want to keep the umbrellas on hand and keep your family safe with action news and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Well over seven inches of rain. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising right now. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. On TV, on 6abc.com, and on our streaming apps. And that's when we go severe weather mode and on the air for you. Action news and AccuWeather. The team you trust. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. 
coming back here on Birds 365. Just a couple minutes left. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. That's for damn sure. Um, after spending the better part of the week in Ohio. Now I had my first sneeze on Birds 365. I apologize, Jerry. <laughs> I think I've sneezed before, but I think I got to the mute button uh, before I the sneeze didn't get to the mute out. button. You so didn't that's quite why get there in fun. time. Um, uh, you're sneezing at the Eagles week in Ohio, I guess. Uh, I won't because they did well in a joint practice. They actually won the game. Some guys played very well. Others, eh, not so much. I have worries about the backup defensive uh, backfield right now with the birds. But they did what they had to do in Ohio. They're off to Miami for the same exact treatment this week, a couple of joint practices, and then a uh, preseason game. No practice today, right? They're, uh, they're not even walking through? No. Uh, no. Game uh, yesterday. They are off today. Um, traveling to Miami tomorrow. Um, practice Wednesday and Thursday. Walk through Friday game Saturday, I believe is the schedule. What time's the game Saturday? Do you even know? I should know too. I don't. That's I do not. I can look it up. Yeah, please do so because I have to figure out my weekend and you're still going to be on the air on CBS Sports Radio. Yesterday I was on the air and the Eagles game. And oh, by the way, thanks to the Eagles and the Browns for playing a fairly efficient and quickly moving game. Unlike the Phillies, who were at it for like five hours yesterday. A nine-inning game that took five hours to play. All right, they had a half an hour ring delay in there, but four and a half hours to play nine innings. What the hell? They weren't fit by the time I got on the air at six o'clock. Ridiculous. Thank you, uh, Eagles, for playing a nice, quick three-hour game. What time they play Saturday? Uh, 7 p.m. Okay, 7 p.m. So Saturday night game, and of course, I'm on the air at 10 o'clock, so they go right up until yours truly is on the air. Um, even less players who have significant... Here's a good question we'll wrap it up on. Uh, Cam Jurgens, who we've been singing the praises of, has looked really good filling in for Jason Kelsey, and if Kelsey isn't ready to go the first game, which neither John nor I think is going to be the case, we think he'll be in there. He's not going to lose his consecutive starting streak because of this uh, little scope he had on his elbow. Um, but if not, Jurgen should be good to go, and we won't see a massive drop-off. Jurgens, Davis, N'Kobe Dean, you were right last week when you said, oh, no, I think they're going to run Jurgens out there and going to keep Jurgens out there. I thought they might do the get the starters in, get the starters out thing, and he'd get starter treatment. So there's a possibility he might be the starter week one. He did. He stayed in longer. So uh, you were right about that. How will those three rookies be handled next week against Miami? Same number of snaps they've got in the first two games? Uh, a little bit less, I would say. Not Nicobe. Nicobe will probably play as normal allotment. They might uh, do a little bit less. Uh, they probably will do less for Cam. Um, Jordan, I Forget how many reps he played. I have to look up. Uh, <clears throat> Jordan Davis played um, da, 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 da. only 18. And yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, maybe a little bit less, but he didn't play that much anyway. Um, yeah, I, I mean, the only thing is, remember, you're going from 85 to 80. So you lose those five crash test dummy bodies. Um 
So some guys got to play, but yeah, it's going to be a lot of uh, third teamers and they're going to play a lot of snaps to try to get through that game as healthy as possible. One of the ugly sides of the NFL, by the way, nobody talks about uh, that final preseason game where guys are just thrown out. Now they're trying, you know, they're trying to open somebody's eyes, whether it's Philadelphia or somewhere else, but it is kind of ugly. Um, the whole, the whole setup. And, you know, maybe that's why we shouldn't have preseason football. College does it. Why the hell they've been doing it? They just show up and play. Believe me, sometime in the near future, it's going to be 18 regular season and two preseason. They they may not do away with the preseason quickly, but it will be reduced by another game short time. Not next. Oh yeah, I agree. They're going going 18. It'll be, it'll be down to 18 and down. I should, I argue, I argue it should be zero. And you do a couple joint practices. That's what the coach is like anyway. Uh, and as I said, college has been doing it forever. They just show up and play. They have a couple scrimmages. And they manage to do it. So that means the NFL can do it. Johnny Mac, they they sell those tickets. I know. They bundle them. They bundle yeah. them, oh, Jody. Bundle, they bundle their to. life away. Yeah. You got to pay for all 10. I'll be eating my Jet preseason tickets tonight, as a matter of fact. Uh, that does it for us. Uh, partner, we got uh, who's your dolphin buddy from MSI? Is he joining us tomorrow? Uh, yeah, Alan uh, Popart, a little French. I got to I gotta know how to say Alan's name. I got to figure it out. French. Elaine uh, Popart is, is sort of the French version, but it's pronounced Alan. So I, I got to work on the... Uh, on the last name. Make sure I don't say Poupon. Poupon, great Poupon, yeah. We're going to class up the joint with some French. uh, A little French and a little Dolphins uh, perspective, since that's who the Eagles will be practicing with the next couple of days. We'll run up an Eagle guy for you as well. Uh, I say we tried this again in about 22 hours, McMullen. You in? Let's do it, Jody. Right back here on Bird Street. Get me to week one of the regular season, two and two. Two and two you've been listening to birds 365 the destination for the passionate eagles football fan who bleeds green if it's eagles football we're talking about it debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region we hope you enjoyed the show we know we had a blast make sure to like comment and subscribe and we'll be back soon but in the meantime hook up with us on social media at jacob sports see you next time on birds 365 without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather emergency or time of day you're the ones who get it done at Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.